Bigfoot right now, back on the radar at a Tampa Bay park. He died here in 1978. <laughs> so you've got Gilbert the Ghost after you. Gilbert the Ghost, yeah, great, great name. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? To me, it looked like a leopard coming to me. I got to do a little bit of tree. Who else in the leopard say yeah? Is something really out there? Out there. Three more U.S. senators received a classified briefing about UFOs at the Pentagon. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Jerry's terrified thing I've seen in the lab, seen in the lab, seen in the lab. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses. Thanks for tuning in live on Twitch, guys, and thanks for everyone that's listening at home to the audio version. Welcome to the show. With me, as always, uh, Lauren Lance and Hugh Carey. What's going on, guys? We're doing it. It is our annual Halloween episode, and uh, this year our feature segment is uh, Divination. So if you're looking at the screen here, we got this whole... What is this, an altar that you have set up here? Yeah, a whole altar We've got up. an aesthetic, a divinatory aesthetic. Yeah. We've got a Ouija board here. we got a crystal ball. we got runes. we got tarot. Hugh texted me today saying that he was going to bring his cauldron. I thought he was fucking with me. No. I have a cauldron. I, I know there's a cauldron right here. Yeah. I own several cauldrons. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I used to run two metaphysical stores. I had on, or online metaphysical shops and I had a subscription box service, which all had to do with witchcraft and paganism so i kind of have some of the shit he brought his travel cauldron this is yeah. tonight <laughs> it's the travel cauldron yeah, yeah. <laughs> i go door to door selling runes and ouija <laughs> boards and this is just for the aesthetic effect um but it yeah it smells wonderful in here it smells like uh it smells i don't know it smells almost like uh somebody was smoking crack earlier i love it that's so how you make the Ouija board work. That's yeah. how you smoke crack. <laughs> you will see all of the ghosts in the world if you smoke. That's... Just take a little hit of crack. Oh, so that's the trick. That's... Well, yeah, that's what we're burning right now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm trying to like get ahead of the game. Uh, I. I'm trying flying ointment for the first time tonight. Did so you? That's is fun. that that's the stuff that witches use? Yeah. So everyone talks about witches riding brooms and flying on them, and that's actually not the truth. They never actually flew. Uh, the truth is, is that they use this ointment and they put it on the broomstick handle itself, and they fucked it. Mm. And it made them get hot. Spicy. So uh, I've got that same sort of ointment on my neck. And, uh, Why don't you put it on your snatch? Me. Well, you know, I don't know you guys like that. So. Well, I had to put it on her, and I just don't want to touch Lauren's snatch. Yeah. But I or, have a feeling, or any snatch. <laughs> yeah, not in particular. Um, but I put it on her neck. You're supposed to put on pulse points, and basically, it's uh, an entheogen made mm -hmm. up of very. It, you're, it's basically poison. Yeah. You you willfully so poisoned yourself. I poisoned myself tonight. Yeah. So the whole concept behind it is to kind of put you into like a trance-like state. Um, if you're gonna do any sort of like like spiritual workings, meditation, divination, to kind of get you in touch with the astral realm and whatnot. So, Lauren is the only one that has partaken. I have chosen I, not to. He let me. He read me the list of ingredients, and I was like, nah. Yeah, so I haven't drank much at all today, which is surprising for anyone that's familiar <laughs> with the podcast. So if I do start slurring, it's because I've poisoned myself. So that's something exciting for us all to get yeah. into. And if I start slurring... 
You, I'm stroking there's a out. There's demon inside <laughs> of you. It's from that crack we're burning in the cauldron. <laughs> also, if you see me ducking down uh, underneath the table, I'm not I'm not doing anything weird. That's where the soundboard is to make room for this altar of sorts. Yeah, he's helping me out with that flying ointment. He's on his finger right now. <laughs> I'm applying more, more ointment down to the downstairs region, yeah. That's why it's WAP. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wet-ass ointment? Witch-ass pussy. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's start with some science news before we get into the spooky stuff. Uh, NASA data confirms something is leaking out of Uranus. It happens. What is anal, what is it eating? Anal anal leakage. Anal le- is it, have we tried Kegels yet? Yeah, for Just one, strengthen. you gotta be you gotta be up on the Kegels. Yeah, you gotta keep up on those. Kegels. I've been practicing. I'm so. doing it right now. Yeah. Like I am Kegels. Yeah, you can do it anytime. Yeah. 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 It's, it's easy to do. I love that about Kegels. If you're not yeah. Kegeling, you're not trying. Yeah. I love to just look at a random group of people and just like think, there's at least somebody Kegeling right then. in my yeah. presence. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the ultimate power move. If anyone is mad at you, just start doing Kegels. Because like, you're like, yeah, I could I could ride that dick real hard. Okay. It's, like, I heard it's that a great you, power move. You can also pass a lie detector test. If by you do doing, Kegels. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard, you know, we all hear things, and I heard that's like one of the things that you're supposed right. to do. Well, if I ever get in trouble, that's So if what you I'm need to do. tell a lie and you're hooked up on a lie detector test, Kegels. just think of Kegels. So right. NASA researchers have reportedly come across uh, a new finding from decades old data gathered by Voyager 2. Uh, revisiting the three decades old data revealed that something appeared to have been sucking Uranus's atmosphere out into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. When the Voyager 2, uh, two flew within uh, 50,600 miles of the mysterious seventh planet's uh, cloud tops. So this finding, which was reported by the Geophysical Research Letters, raises new questions about the planet's one-of-a-kind magnetic environment. Uh, my ass, my my anus is a magnetic environment for yeah. some things. It attracts dudes. That's yeah. what happens when you get a lot of piercings. Very <laughs> magnetic. Uh, NASA said in a statement released earlier uh, this year, according to the agency, unbeknownst to the entire space physics community 34 years ago, Voyager 2 flew through a plasmoid, a giant magnetic bubble that may have been whisking Uranus's atmosphere out into space. You've got to stop saying it like that. Was that How like else a, do you say Uranus? Was that like a planetary <laughs> hemorrhoid? Yeah. A plasmoid? I remember in elementary school, the teacher told us it was pronounced Uranus. Well, well yeah. Nah, I'm not buying no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. We're going to pronounce it the way you taught us. We're going to sound it out, lady. Uranus. Yeah. It's Uranus. Yeah, I'm going to pronounce it the way I was taught in school, which is in South Carolina, which was Uranus. Uranus. Yeah, so uh, apparently planetary atmospheres all over the solar system are leaking into space. For example, hydrogen escapes from Venus to join the solar wind. Mm. Uh, the continuous stream of particles escaping the sun, uh, and Jupiter and Saturn eject globs of their electrically charged air. In fact, even our own home planet Earth experiences atmospheric leaking, through the ag- though the agency assures it will stick around for another billion years or so. Well, well that's, that's nice. That's We've that's already so, lost Pluto. So what you're telling me is that the planets are putting their essence out into the universe and it may be affecting other parts of the universe? Is that what you're telling me? I guess. Planetary pheromones. Yeah, exactly. They're it's... lusting for other gravitational <laughs> that's, bodies. That's why Planet exactly. X is going to crash into us because it's smelling those pheromones. <laughs> Listen, you, yeah. you keep my Planet X far away from me, okay? <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, why is, uh, what is this? Dicyan? I believe it's dicyanin dye. Dicyanin dye illegal. So this is some interesting stuff that Hugh found. Uh, This is true. um, The 
there was these uh, goggles apparently that could see into the spirit realm. So you could uh, wear, you could buy these goggles back in the day that had this dye on them, and you could see people's auras. Okay. Well, it was they. So there was a scientist that created a blue dye powder, right. and I, if you go into the article, it'll talk about it. But yeah, it's and apparently you can't buy it. The government has banned it. It was yeah. it was legal for like a very short period, and then they banned it. It was banned, and then they, I don't know. Anyway, many wonder why dicyanin is uh, highly restricted since it's not a drug. It isn't physically dangerous, nor is it poisonous. However, a skilled chemist with keen ability is able to synthesize the chemical with basic lab equipment. We need to find a chemist to make us this stuff. It's like ghost meth. Yeah, like how do you get it? Like uh, during the 1920s, a scientist by the name of Walter Kilner experimented with a chemical called dicyan. He placed the dye in between two glass panes and looked through it. What he found was the ability to see the aura of any person. Because of the dye's ability to block out the white light spectrum, it helped Kilner's ability to concentrate on the person's aura. So I guess, I guess, so, it, so, so, so auras are a real thing. They're actually there, right? They can, like, take pictures of them and shit, right? Yeah, but I've heard, from what I've heard, that aura photography is, like, bullshit. Oh, that's yeah. bullshit? There's no, like, real science behind it. It's just a camera that makes that effect? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But at the same time, I mean, if, depending on what you believe, like, I do think that we have this innate sense around us, you know, for, just for survival instincts to know, okay. like, pick up on things. Mm -hmm. So people would associate that with what you would consider to be your aura. And apparently the guy that had created this chemical compound is the one that actually coined the term aura in general. Oh, okay. really? So it he was, from he was the one that made that label. Yeah. So, and yeah, Walter John Kilner, I believe yeah. was his name. Yeah. Uh, before the 1940s, private researchers were able to freely use this dye. Uh, during the same time frame, the U.S. government banned any use of the dye. In 2010, very briefly, the public was able to buy Dyson dye, but was quickly banned once again. When a government chemist was asked to see just how classified the dye was, the chemist found out that the company that creates the dye assigns a special code to its customers. The chemist also found out that his security code allowed him to buy all the LSD, heroin, and cocaine he wanted, but it wasn't high enough in clearance to request Dyson dye. I mean, how much worse could it be? Yeah. Also, it's not poisonous. If I was that scientist, I would be totally buying all the LSD, oh, heroin, yeah. and cocaine yeah, that I could, yeah, right? Exactly. If I got that research job, yeah. I am totally stocking up on LSD. Yeah. The ye old government drugs shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I just the whole concept behind that is really interesting because I've never heard of this before. I actually just came across this. Just the fact of it being that hard to get is questionable so you're, what you're, do they just not want us to see into the spirit realm or something or does it show you something more than auras maybe well i've if you go online and look up like more details of this other than just a couple articles that i found like people will show what they believe it happens and it's like shit that's not there so, like, I don't know, for instance, like a UFO or like a portal into another dimension. Now, I think that's like a bit much, but there may be something because, you know, like if you, you just put through, on the goggles and you look up and it's just wall to wall UFOs across the entire sky. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> would, something crazy like that. I mean, that's but it's possible because we yeah. don't see the full magnetic spectrum. Yeah, you put the goggles on and you're like, oh, yeah, you're like straight into the matrix. Like it's like those uh, it's DMT, thing. but for your eyes, right? Yeah, I it's, it's like those glasses that Roddy Roddy Piper had in Alive. <laughs> Or they live. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Put it on like, oh shit, everybody's a fucking alien but me? Yeah. <laughs> or 
Or is it the same shit that Superman would use on his special glasses to see everybody through everybody's clothes? Didn't he have those like see X-ray glasses? No, no he, he just, just has X-ray eyes. vision. He had eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah, so maybe his eyes are made of dice. His, his glasses didn't do anything. Yeah. No, his yeah. glasses just made him. It look was just dirty. a disguise. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's somebody in the Tampa Bay comedy community that could probably whip up a batch of this shit. So, oh, no doubt. There's got to be one of these guys. Get that, on it, TBC. Th- there's always like a homeless guy that like went to college for chemistry that shows up at open mics and everybody just thinks he's a hobo, but really he's really smart. He could probably make it. What's okay. that guy's name that's always got the craziest stories? Um, he goes to pokies all the time. Oh, I don't know. I'm, oh, uh, Dan Steen? Yeah, I bet <laughs> he's got Steen's some. Got Dan Steen's probably He's got probably got some. like a mound of it. Well, that's why I haven't seen him in over a year. <laughs> yeah, that Well, yeah, because you haven't used your die sign and die. Exactly. That's the only way you can see him. Right. So moving on to some UFO stuff, uh, U.S. Air Force General uh, S. Quas states that there is a Stargate to transport beings from one world to another. Finally. I loved that movie, so... Yeah, no, this is a real uh, Stargate. So uh, the recently retired uh, U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General gave a lecture last month that seems to further signal that the next big battlefield will be space. Stephen Quast's lecture, which was held at the prestigious Hillsdale College, included comments that strongly suggest the possibility that the U.S. military and its industry industry partners have already developed next-generation technologies that have the potential to change drastically the aerospace field and human civilization. I just have a quick question. If that college is so prestigious, how the fuck have I never heard of it? Have you heard of it, or there am I just are. ignorant? Nope, I haven't heard of it either. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. You have? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so right. don't mind me, I'm yep, just ignorant. I'm out and dumb. I was focusing on other things. Was not on my list of potential ca- uh, places I was yeah, going to go to college. Don't it, I don't think it's a party like, school, no. Do yeah. they not have like an adjacent program at SPC? <laughs> yeah, they don't have no? that. Okay. No? Okay. No? All right. All right. I'll keep looking at crystals. Never not mind. qualified then. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so you can check out this video in the show notes once uh, the show goes up on the website. That guy uh, looks like a total nutbag. He really does. He really does. Though. He kind of yeah. actually looks like if I had a little bit of hair... Yeah, and did, yeah. A, did a flat top and threw on that uniform. I could probably pass as that, as that guy. So at 12 minutes into the video, uh, he somehow bizarrely states that the United States currently possesses uh, revolutionary technologies that can make current aerospace capabilities obsolete. The technology is on the engineering stage today, but most Americans and members of Congress haven't taken the time to really look into depth at what's happening there. Yeah, we got to worry about these freaking crazy elitists in Hollywood eating babies and shit. We don't got time yeah. for a few to deal with technology. The adrenaline so crisis is real. He basically <laughs> no, said that uh, they're, that they're working on a device that could uh, transport any human uh, being from any place on planet Earth to any other place in less than an hour. Well, that's uh, that's a massive claim. So yeah. they've got to have their hands on something serious. Also, why an hour? Yeah. If you have the capability to transfer something anywhere, why? What makes sixty minutes so pertinent? Maybe to it the needs concept? to break that's you. Maybe it needs to break you down all your molecules completely down and then reassemble them. You know? Oh, are you talking like Star Trek? Yeah, level? like Star Trek. Yeah. Because, you know, even in Star Trek, they had some problems with that thing at first. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wasn't there, like, a story with the Basset Hound that got, like, transferred to the moon or some shit? Yeah, I think that was one of the stories. The the interesting thing about the Star Trek and stuff is, like, if you did get, like, there's a theory that, like, every time that you're booted up on that, like, 
you're a different copy of yourself, so like you die every time, but you become another. Oh yeah, copy. that's a theory, like the like that movie with um, Hugh Jackman exactly. and Christian Bale, yeah. where he t- would teleport himself and then murder the extra yeah. body. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The first body dies, and then the second body continues on. It's a perfect l- replica, so no one ever notices. So, so so every time you go into the, the transporter, you die. Yeah, and the replica has no memory of dying, so there's no way to prove that through the transporter you die. Does that make sense? I mean, no, it, it, it doesn't well, make sense. I'm understanding this. No, the, it doesn't make sense. I get what sense, you're saying, but, but at the same time, it, I mean, that is, I've never heard that theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, That's one of them. So they're associating death with the physical death of the body. Yes. In and of itself. And yeah. you're somehow maintaining the essence of your being. Yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, this has been like a conspiracy that's been going on for a while, like the whole Majestic 12 conspiracies and everything. Oh, God. There's like stargates that have existed here since before human civilization existed uh, that could transport you all around the galaxy. So like that movie Stargate. I feel like at this point, it's like becoming the ghetto bus of the universe because it's become so inundated with bullshit. It's like the PSTA of like the Milky Way. There's got to be much better ways to get around than through a Stargate. Like it just oh, seems no. so. I There's... would think they've progressed since the time they've created the Stargate. Earth is definitely the Pasco County of the Milky Way. Like we're d- <laughs> we're not really putting in the infrastructure that we need. We're leaving behind weird shit. Yeah. There's strange drugs everywhere. We're the no dumpster behind the truck stop exactly. of the Milky yeah. Way. Like oh, only yeah. only reason to stop here is to get a blowjob. Buy some dye sign and die from Dance Teen. Uh, and then, you know, to make us buy shit like Ouija boards and whatnot. Yeah, and spend some time yeah. on the beach. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. We have great beaches. Great beaches. I will say the beaches are nice until we fully fuck that up, too. Yeah. Right? I gotta, yeah, I got to turn down Hugh again. Oh, he's, no. He's very loud. time offer on the beaches. You've had, he's had a lot of chances to turn that down, and now I'm, I'm being punished. I know. What's what's up with a this? A quarter of the way through wow. the show. There we go. So there's a lot of heat. You're just giving off a lot of heat, Hugh. I'm, I'm caffeinated. I can't you are very caffeinated. I am very caffeinated because I've been really fucking tired That's today. That's true. I haven't no, had you're very you're very mild-mannered until the camera this. comes on. And then you're just like, and then you're full personality. Well, now, yeah, now i got to really <laughs> add a little yeah. pizzazz. All right, let's move on to uh, UFO Spotted in New Jersey was apparently just the Goodyear blimp. That makes perfect fucking sense like come on i i remember when this was first going this was first going around tiktok and i remember looking at it and be like i'm pretty sure that's the fucking good now, i've never read a headline that felt more true than that <laughs> yeah but the video of all the idiots on this interstate in new jersey on the turnpike <laughs> if you look at the if you look at the video there is like miles of guidos right down the the main yo tunnel. dead ass look it's a fucking spaceship. <laughs> Look, the whole street is fucking stopped. There's a fucking flying spaceship. And it's like, it's yo, pure dead, chaos. Yo, dead ass. That's a spaceship. Yo, dead ass, that's a spaceship. <laughs> this guy thought he was oh. capturing history from oh, the turnpike man. in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, if you I, I don't even know what else to say about the, that. The, the, simple, <laughs> the simplicity of life in New Jersey. I mean, I get I it. it. Like, from a distance, it kind of looks like it could be a UFO No, that's definitely a blimp. I, you can tell. I really wished it was a UFO, 
But at the same time, I also love the idea that for a very temporary moment in time, New Jersey was actually going to be known for something other than Chris Christie's fucking six stomachs, Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and the shore, right? No, no way. No, the, that's what you get. That's its legacy. I feel that's like never going away. That would have been a great legacy. Like the first true mass like accepted abduction or like, uh, yeah. like showing of the UFOs. That would have been great. And I saw it and I really wanted it to be UFOs. Yeah. But No, it, if you could think of a state. We're like, say it's really gonna happen. Like the first one, everyone agrees. Like this is real. Where, like, aside from like D.C., like I feel like Washington is kind of the place where everyone's like, this is where it's gonna happen. Right? I will, people don't even believe things that are right in front of them. There could yeah, be there's a, people you, that don't believe in COVID. Yeah, the, like nobody's gonna be, ever believe in UFOs. I get like, so that. the people that believe in them are gonna believe in them. No, but no, like, no. there could be one flying there, and people will no, be like, follow nah. me this far. Like, okay, say that. Like, I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying like mass belief, right? Like a mass, like a very obvious UFO where everyone's like, oh yeah, thousands of hundreds of thousands of people saw it. Where do you think that would take place? New Jersey. <laughs> I'm no. I would say Orlando. I would say Orlando, Florida. I would say it would happen there. Why? I just feel like that feels right. Doesn't it feels feel like right. right in your soul? That feels right. Like I, feel, I would feel. Tourism? I would feel it's just yeah. a, a, a like a stunt by Disney. That's all I would think. I'd be like, wow, is that uh, a new sure. ride? So it can't happen there, right? So maybe. <laughs> well, if if that was the case, we would know they have no ties to being Jewish because we all know Walt Disney's opinion on the Jews. Oh God, no. Um, this is a comedy podcast with some But that's historically bent. accurate. Yeah, I'm not no, saying right. anything bad. No, you're totally right. Um, Let's see. Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato reveal seeing aliens and UFOs. There we got go. cut off, Laura. We're so, not allowed yeah. to say anything All more right, about this that. This happened in L.A. It's already done. <laughs> it was L.A. Once yeah. Miley Cyrus oh, believes in it. Dude, Miley Cyrus has done so much drugs. <laughs> I mean, she did seems you, like a lot of fun. I, she's a she's a total sag. Yeah, she's a Sagittarius. And did you guys see her on Joe Rogan? No. She did that? Oh my God, it was like crazy the whole the whole interview. But um, yeah, she talks about like popping pills and doing shrooms at like twelve and shit. Oh God. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not gonna fully dive in headfirst into anything that she's saying, only because you know <laughs> and I have Demi some. Demi Lovato has a history with drugs. Demi too. Lovato. <laughs> yeah. She she's so... a little fan of the heroin. Yeah. She likes so... to get a little of the white horse. So these two. Miley Cyrus claimed in an interview that she had a close encounter with a UFO and locked eyes with an extraterrestrial pilot. But she's not what? the only claim, uh, celebrity to have claims uh, to have done that. Yeah. How does she know it was the pilot? I don't know. And That's... not just like a janitor on the ship. She yeah, she, she thought he was flying it with a stick, but really it's just a broom. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Well, and she was well, probably on he trees. told her that he was the pilot, and she believed it, and that was it. Uh, Miley claims that she was traveling through Southern California with a friend when they were pursued by a flying snowplow. That's a, her quote. Wow. Oh. She said, I was driving through San Bernardino with my friend, and I got chased down by some sort of UFO and also bought weed wax from a guy in a van in front of a taco <laughs> shop. <laughs> so it could have been the weed wax. <laughs> this is the best. From a guy in a van in front of a taco shop. I guess right, that's a good place to get weed wax, yeah, I guess. Why not? I, here's the thing. I, I'm kind of wondering if the aliens were coming to take her out because they're just sick and tired of Miley Cyrus. And yeah. somehow that weed wax kept her alive. That was it. That's they were coming to needed. end it. Uh, she said the best way to describe it is a flying snowplow. It had this big plow in the front of it, and it was glowing yellow. I did see it flying, and my friend saw it too. 
They were on the same drugs, though. She continued, it looked at me and we made eye contact, and I think that's what really shook me, looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. Uh, she added that she was almost shaken for a week after the close encounter. They might come back. <laughs> I kind of have that same feeling anytime I see her in one of her videos, to be honest. Uh, well, no, I was shook in, uh, what was it, Mother's Daughter? I get shook every time I watch that. Yeah. I Maybe like she's that recreating that experience for us, but I, I don't if know. If that's it, then I'm, I'm into that experience. They all, okay, just for some context, she also said that she was on her, I think she said she was on her dad's shoulders and they were riding a bike or on a horse and they ran into a tree branch and she hit her head and fell. So let's just, that's not in there, but it should be <laughs> not added. Not the most stable of sources. Yeah. Is what well, who saying. hasn't hit their head 10 times as a kid? Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, fellow pop star Demi Lovato claims to have ha have encounters with aliens too. Demi took to Instagram and wrote UFOs, ET intelligence, and initiating peaceful contact with ET civilizations. I have also witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings, both in the sky as well as feet away from me, accompanied but with blurry footage and stills of lights unknown origin from the California skies. Dude, I gotta All try right. heroin. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Apparently that white horse will let you see aliens. So. Uh, if you go outside for long enough, just stare at the sky, like go out into the country or whatever, you'll see some shit. You'll you'll see some UFOs or something. I feel like I'm gonna have to go to San Bernardino's taco shop because that's where it's yeah. that's popping I mean, off UFOs over there. UFOs are the only thing that are gonna explain Miley Cyrus's mullet going on right now. I'm gonna okay. I love the mullet. I love, I it love too. the mullet. It's so cute on her. It's very fun, right? And, you know, it's for posterity, because she's, like, taking on what her father was notoriously known for. Don't yeah. break my heart. Yeah. My achy, breaky, achy, breaky heart. What if they're the ones heart. providing her all the lyrics to her songs? Aliens? Yeah. Oh, they're all a code. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, if you plan backwards. Mm -hmm. We have uh, the Snallygaster in cryptozoology. Oh, yeah. This is uh, one of the ones that uh, Hugh found. Hugh, what did you just find, like, a map of, like, all the localized ones, like, all around the country or something? So, I'm a little lazy <laughs> on occasion, and I found this map. I'm trying to keep up with you because I don't have my screen like we normally do. And uh, I found this map, and it it's a map of all the states and all of the known, like, uh, cryptozoological animals that are associated with each state. And I can't... The Snallygaster is one of them. Which this is, thing's it, fucking weird. It's like a it's like a culmination of like fifty different cryptids. Yeah, this is some weird Lewis Carroll shit. It almost looks like Cthulhu a little bit because it's supposed it supposedly has like eight tentacles coming out of its mouth. Yep. yep. I don't know. You got to read the article. I have to pull it up. For centuries, phone. a large winged beast known as the Snallygaster is said to have terrified people of Frederick County, Maryland. The dragon-like beast is described as being a half reptile and half bird that lives deep in the caves of South Mountain. The mysterious creature is said to swoop silently down from the sky, stealing farm animals and children from the unsuspecting farm folk. Some say it's real. It looks like a scrotum where a testicle has been removed. Uh, Kinda. That's very I apt. mean, that's probably a really good depiction. Yeah, with the face on the end, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. The area was settled by German immigrants beginning in the 1730s who called the creature a Schnellergeist, meaning quick spirit in German. So this thing, was they've seen it for a while. Das ist der Schnellergeist. Ja. Das ist das. The earliest Scheiße video? <laughs> <laughs> the earliest folklore mixes the half-bird features with, a night with nightmarish features of demons and ghouls. Other descriptions describe the beast as half reptile, half bird, with a metallic-like beak lined with razor-sharp teeth. Sometimes it's described as having octopus-like tentacles. The earliest stories claim that the monster sucked the blood of its victims. 
Ooh, so tentacles and blood sucking. I'm turned on. This is definitely a kink. Yeah. This, oh, for sure. These Germans bring with them some yes, crazy yeah. shit. I think this is German wishful thinking. This is what I think it this is. This is like a third party snuff film with mm-hmm. cryptozoological Nasty's animals. The guy is going to tickle <laughs> my pickle, yes. <laughs> the Snallygaster has only, uh, one widely known enemy, the Dueo. The Dueo is reported to be a mammalian uh, biped with features similar to a wolf, but the stance and stature of a human. So it like is a dog a person. biped. Ah, see, mm-hmm. this is the representation. You gotta look. This is representation that we need. Finally, the bi community is getting the recognition we're they here. deserve. We're here. We're here. We're kind of queer. You're half. Don't queer. worry. We're go. here. We're kind of queer. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We don't feel like we belong either. It's fine. The Dueo and the Snallygaster have reportedly had vicious encounters dating back to the early settlement of Middleton Valley. And they were dating. See, I'm, we're looking On in again, between off the again, lines. lovers. There it is. <laughs> For years, the Snallygaster lived only on the pages of folklore until 1909 when stories of the beast began to appear in newspapers. Encounters between local residents and the winged creature in February and March of 1909 described it as having enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. I don't like that. Further, it was said to make screeches like a locomotive whistle. That's how I have sex. (laughs) (laughs) My safe word is snallygaster. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A February 1909 article claimed that uh, that a man had been seized by the winged creature, which proceeded to sink its teeth into the jugular and drain the body of blood before dropping it along a hillside. All right. The story was carried predominantly in Middleton, Maryland's Valley Register, and soon spread far and wide. So much so that the Smithsonian Institution offered a reward for the hide, and the U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an international trip to personally hunt the beast. That is some America shit right there. Well, Teddy Roosevelt always talks shit like that. Yeah, well, we always needed a scapegoat of some sort in America, so it's like, you know, why not go hunt the Snallygaster? Exactly. That's hilarious. And then, oh, look, in New Jersey. See, that's the other thing. It's all coming back. There's a common thread here. It's a hotbed of stupid shit. Of, and people. And people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Jersey, so I can say that. I'm not. I'm just an asshole. Yeah. In New Jersey, uh, yeah, so I, I can skip that part. A man in Castown, Ohio, wrote a letter to the Valley Register telling of a strange creature that flew over his area making terrible screeching noises. He described it as having two huge wings, a large horny head, and a tail 20 feet long. You know what it kind of looks like? It kind of looks like that monster that's chasing them in the opening credits of uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It also looks like that dragon in Eureka's Castle. Yeah, it does. Remember yeah. that dragon? Mm-hmm. I, what was his name? I can't remember. Uh, I barely remember that show. Yeah. yeah. Eureka's Castle. <laughs> uh, in Maryland, it was first studied by a man who operated a brick-burning kiln near Cumberland. Magellan. That's what it was. Wow. My micro that right out of my brain. Boom. Magellan. The info's in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he was spied near the kiln sleeping. When it awoke, it emitted a blood-curdling scream and angrily flew away. It was also sighted near Hagerstown, south of uh, Middleton, at Lover's Leap, and seen flying over the mountains between Gaplin and Burkittsville, where it was reported to have laid another very large egg. The last sighting in Frederick County occurred in March 1909, where three men fought the creature outside a railroad station for nearly an hour and a half before chasing it into the woods. 
So like so people are talking about like fighting this thing. Yeah, That's just fist cool. fighting. But it had razor teeth and tentacles and had only one and known enemy. I, and so like they were just like cool enough to be like, oh, we're gonna fight. Like they weren't scared of this thing. They're just like fist fighting this thing. That's wild. I don't know. How's that flying ointment? Uh, well, your it, pupils are a little dilated. Wow. Okay. So I guess it's it's doing really. I guess I don't realize how well it's doing, but maybe I sound. I'm gonna have to listen to this. You later. are sweating and kind of swaying back and forth. <laughs> It's I have, I have been like doing like a little like a little swing. Yeah, you're bumping the table. You're giving me seasickness when I'm, I'm sorry, reading this. I'm sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> don't trip her out. So far, I feel fine. I might not be acting okay though. Just don't try to stand up. Or okay. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. Woo. Yeah. No, I. Uh, this is weird because normally I would be drinking way more in this podcast. But yeah, no. Now that you're talking about it, I hear the slur. Yeah. So I'm it was gone. It so bit. so it was gone for about 20 years apparently, and that's so they assumed that it died off, and then that that egg that it laid finally hatched. Okay. So here's where I, I get lost. How do they know a that it laid an egg? Yeah. Like why not take the egg? And why? How is it a reptile? Because it is laying eggs. That's true. Maybe it just went on a sabbatical well, to try to find itself. It may not be a reptile. I mean, a platypus. Maybe it accidentally is a dinosaur that accidentally traveled but from another platypus, dimension. Platypus, platypus, they, they lay eggs, but they're not reptiles. That's true. Or yeah. birds. I just they're think the Stalagaster was having an eat, pray, love moment. Went to Italy and mm. wanted to just, you know, do the whole Julia Roberts thing, get in touch with itself, and then come back and then fuck people's lives up again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to do That's that. That's what happens. You go and you do the eat, pray, love thing. You find yourself, and then you come back as toxic as ever. That's really how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what Julia Roberts that's did, what right? She did. <laughs> Julia Roberts is the Stalagaster, right? <laughs> So uh, here's an interesting story. Apparently, apparently, after the next one came back, uh, they uh, there was a moonshine distillery in Washington County, and it was uh, the the Snallygaster was above it, and it was overcome by the alcohol fumes coming from the still, and it fell into a 2,500 gallon vat of alcohol. Then uh, revenue agents showed up, you know, like the IRS agents to like uh, destroy the alcohol, the anti-bootleggers, and they destroyed the still and then the carcass. Not buying it. That's buying I'm, it. I think that's true. I think that that probably really happened. Yeah, uh, the Snallygaster is also a drunk. <laughs> it's it's got a severe addiction to moonshine. And the thing is, is like when you're messing around with like cooking stuff like that down, can you imagine just some of the shit that they were seeing in general? Yeah. And then also there's always some sort of logical explanation for things like this. Not always. I mean, well. I mean, if you saw that thing out in the backyard right now, you'd be like, yeah, you'd be convinced. <laughs> well, I would, I yeah, would first think I had some of that. A ball sack with one eye? Yeah, that would convince me for sure. <laughs> that sounds like my ex. No, that's funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, what could be the logical explanation for it? Could it have been like a large bird that just had big talons and people were just, you know, because there's always like, the, yeah, there's like always the boogeyman concept. Like every society ha- or like, you know, in like the Spanish speaking countries, they have like the chupacabra and shit. It's like to keep kids in line. So the Germans are known for their fairy tales and their folklore and all that. So they probably just brought it with them. And it was just one of those things that, you know, just turned into could be. lore and legend. Um, but or it could, it also... could have been a demon monster from 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 hell itself. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Guts Lion Court for uh, throwing us some bits. Thank you. Oh, and is that also, a subscription? Uh, Celestial Rain. Um, oh, hey, Rain. Hi, Rain. She followed us. Thank you. Welcome um, back. I was gonna. I forgot to tell everybody. If you if you subscribe to us, we will offer you. I will provide you a one card tarot reading, 
and uh, as a little thank you for yeah, subscribing to Yeah, you can the subscribe channel. for uh, $4.99, and that does help us uh, buy things for the studio. We got Lauren a new microphone. And, it did. Uh, it sounds beautiful. We bought a lot I of ro- but we, we bought a lot of robes. The robe budget, well, we kind of maxed out all our budget on robes yep. for the yeah, Monday it, night show. But yeah. so we need we need more subscriptions. So that helps. Yeah. Uh, we we always want you uh, following us on all of our social media. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Or do we have a Twitter? Yeah. We have a Twitter. We, have, we do have to, a Twitter. I need to follow. We have our shit together okay. here yes. very much. We all are on the same page for sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. We, <laughs> sure. We're, this is a clean running, smooth operation, right? And check us out on Facebook. And remember, always uh, check out our other shows here uh, on the uh, Something Planet Twitch channel. We're always doing something fun around here. So we love having you guys. Um, I think that's good housekeeping. What else do I want to talk it. about? All right. You let's get. Some, oh, I thought we were talking about shadow people. I'm getting into shadow people. I oh, just, okay. I just, uh, I, you know, I don't, you know, uh, they, we threw, a... they threw us some bits, and I wanted to, I wanted to shout that out because that's very nice. Oh yeah, and plus we want to kind of also keep it moving because we're going to get into some yes, really some spooky, real spooky stuff. stuff. So uh, the term used to describe, uh, basically, have, have any, has anybody ever seen this? Like had the like, you, you're just sitting there. And then you kind of like out of the corner of your eye, you see like a shadow. Like oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. in a room or whatever. I've had this happen to me with sleep paralysis. And it's, it's also very common in sleep paralysis. So the, the only time it's ever happened to me is because of sleep paralysis, and it was fucking terrifying. I was dreaming that I was in my bed, so it was already weird. Yeah. And then I was dreaming that it was in the morning, and then I saw this shadowy figure in like the entryway to my room. I blinked in my dream, and then it was all of a sudden next to me, and it had a sword in its hand, like it was gonna like yeah. chop my head off. And, and then I woke up. Oh! But then I woke up into sleep paralysis and couldn't move. So I don't know if was I was it still there when you were paralyzed. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if I can differentiate between the two because it was so just chaotic and it was okay. frightening. But I have had that happen to me with with sleep paralysis, but not like consciously like seeing it in my presence. I've know. seen shadow people um, outside, like driving around. Like if I'm really tired driving around at night, okay, I'll see them then. Yeah, like in like neighborhoods and stuff like that, where you can't really tell is like is that a tree shadow or is that a person in the yard? And it's real, real creepy. Okay, for sure. What about you? I see this shit all the time, actually. Yeah? I, I gotta turn you up. So are you just really tired all the time? Uh, yeah, that's kind of part of yeah, it. It's okay. like I'm always just Very like, uh... Sleepy. Like, John is in a constant state of sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And he, you're not allowed to use that as your excuse anymore, either. Huh. Now that it's out in the open. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not paralyzed, but I feel like I can't move. Like, none of these actions are mine. Like, something else is doing this to me. Yeah, I'm possessed. <laughs> yeah, you're possessed. It's the Snallygaster. Yeah. He needed to find a body. No, I, I you know, I'm... Like with Lauren, I see them like uh, driving and stuff like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen them in the house before. With your direct vision or out of your peripheral? Oh, with my direct vision. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe this is not the thing to be doing in John's house right now. Well, we've already decided this is what we're going to do. Well, you guys cleansed it pretty good. I we cleaned, did. Yeah, this bitch is cleansed. We cleansed it with every viable approach to spiritual practice, like uh, incense, salt, sage, um, Forthies vinegar, black salt. So we're pretty yeah. much sealed. Grave dirt. So it's uh, easy to chalk these experiences up to your eyes playing tricks on you or the reflection of a passing car, but countless people around the world have reported eerily similar sightings, some of them highly specific. Thus, the mystery of shadow people has captivated the minds of paranormal friends everywhere. 
or fiends. So what exactly are shadow people, and how real can they possibly be? Uh, the term for these beings was uh, coined by author Heidi Hollis, who has penned several books on paranormal phenomena. Shadow people have been around since the beginning of our time and are a dark influence upon our society, Hollis said in an interview with uh, Coast to Coast. It appears that these beings have in fact been around throughout history as uh, descriptions of shadowy, human-like figures have appeared in folklore dating back to ancient times. For example, the Quran mentions uh, pitch-black sapient beings that aren't entirely spiritual or physical. Would that be considered the jinn? I was. I think the yeah. in the Quran the the they mention the jinn. So I don't know if that's which exactly is another the same word thing. for like genie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, people in ancient Europe reportedly believed that shadow beings desired blood and without it couldn't be reborn. And in modern times, reports from people claiming to have seen these beings uh, themselves come from all over the world. Most of these shadow creatures appear through our periphery vision, and people who have seen them are often unable to describe in detail the features of these mystical entities apart from their human-like forms and occasional reports of fiery red eyes. Now, that's the one that I oh. saw with my direct vision. It had red eyes. Ooh, yikes. I do have a story I could tell you real quick. Go ahead, John, okay. with yours, and I'll tell you mine. Ooh, I've told this, this one on the show before, so go ahead. Yeah. No, have you? I think so. With red well, eyed shadow people? Well, well go ahead I, and just talk I was, about it. I, I'll do the quick version. I was a kid. I had come home from school. I was in either middle school or high school. Any, and whatever time I got home, there was nobody home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went towards uh, one of the bedrooms and I could see into the bedroom and there was a chair in there like a uh, like a like one of those rocking recliner type mm -hmm. of deals and the chair slowly spun around and there was a shadow person sitting in the chair with red eyes and I was just like fuck and then I just ran out of the fucking house <laughs> yikes yeah so did anything happen after that no, I left and didn't come home until I knew other people would be home, and then I never saw it again. That's crazy. Yeah, for real. That is frightening. I like almost like fell fell over on myself, like trying to get out of the house. I, like I was escaping the house so in a it panic. Was very real to you. It felt very real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would have probably shit myself. Yeah, seriously. Because that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So what happened with you, Hugh? Um. Well, okay. So there were. Heavy psychedelics involved. Fair enough. I was when I went to Peru to do ayahuasca. Mm -hmm. We were all in the group room in the Maloca doing it, and um, we all had roommates. And your roommate wasn't allowed to sit next to you. And the lady that was sitting next to me, she had brought her son, who was having like he who was dealing with P with PTSD. Mm -hmm. He was in the military, and it was real dark. We were all like halfway through the like, the second trip, and. I looked up and I looked to the right because her son started to freak out. Like he's losing his mind, going crazy. He's screaming. He's trying to leave the room. Like they're trying to get the shaman over there to calm him down. Yeah, like yeah. Covering him with sage and Florida water and shit. And I look over and I see, and I, I know I'm tripping, but I see these three dark shadowy figures. And then I saw like one of them, the, there was two facing like away from me and one was facing towards me. Mm -hmm. And I could see the one and it had the red eyes. That just jolted my memory when he said red yeah. eyes. Oh, wow. So here's the crazy thing. So I can chalk that up to me being on drugs. Sure. But um, he's, after he started screaming, he stopped screaming. And the moment he stopped screaming was uh, the moment the things disappeared. Oh. And then, so wait, it gets even crazier. The next morning, you're supposed to share your experience, right? Well, um, he 
comes in and he tells the story of how he was freaking out because he kept seeing these demonic things around him. Oh, and shit. then my roommate, who I didn't even like speak to him about this, he goes, yeah, I saw three um, black entities because oh, he was man. next to him in the room. Oh, whoa. Yeah, just because you're on a drug doesn't mean that what you're seeing isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> so I... the. It would it would be easy to kind of just like brush off if it was just me, but when he told me that, it really yeah. and there was three of us involved, so like it really did freak me out. But what's funny is the next day he said it was like the most profound experience he had, and he's so glad that he had it. But the way it sounded like from the room, he was like trying to kill himself. Like he just he's like he was actually screaming, "I want to die! I want to die!" And I'm like, "Dude, chill the fuck yeah, out." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, I just thought it was me freaking myself out. Oh, well, wow. a lot of times these uh, shadow beings, um, like you said, the one where you it gave you sleep paralysis with right. the sword or whatever, but a lot of times it's even scarier than that. A lot of times it'll be either a shadow person or the shadow hat man. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, no. the hat guy. No, I haven't heard of the hat guy. So this looks like a shadow person, but he's very obviously wearing like a hat and trench coat. Ooh, okay. And he's usually more aggressive. So it's people like have the had... Babadook. Yes, maybe something that's like the that. vibe yeah. I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. So it, he he always looks like he's uh like very tall in old fashioned clothing, but like also like a shadow. Mm-hmm. But it's like flowing robes, and a lot of people will report them waking up, and he'll just be sitting on their chest or something, Yikes. and then they have sleep paralysis. Or and that's a common trait with sleep paralysis: either a man sitting on your chest, or sometimes people see a cat or an old woman or a hag. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So this shit is scary. I'm glad I don't ever have the sleep paralysis thing. Man, it is. Because that would freak me out really bad. It is Especially so if bad. I'm, because like this, like we'll see tonight uh, after we take our break here in a second. But uh, there seems to be like uh, like entities like coming in and out of this house all the time. This house and I don't is think it's very always, active. I don't think it's always the same ones either. I think it's just kind of like, I don't know what it is about this place, but I think it just gets visited a lot. No, this house is like definitely got like an open portal sort of situation because like, yeah, there's a lot of things that have happened in this house and it doesn't seem to be like the same entity ever. I have theories because you have a pretty quick running creek behind your house that maybe yeah. that has Well, remember when Rain it? was on too, she said she had mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, Rain was one of the, she's a medium and a psychic who was on one of our previous episodes. You I don't can know say hi to her in the chat hey, if you want. Um, but she had mentioned that too. Um, that there, And then she said that there was stuff moving in your house while she was waiting to come on. Remember? Yeah. She said like spoons on the wall because there's like a, a rack of like, Yeah, utensils. there's stuff that moves all the time. Uh, objects get hidden. What um, was, so Leah was saying there was some stuff going on this week. Like what was going on? She woke me up and said that she just saw the the uh, like a full apparition of a was it a shadow person or like like a ghost like no figure? it was like a ghost like figure of like a little boy in old timey clothes like standing over the bed really yeah that's the thing I don't get like with the hauntings why is it always like it's an old timey ghost like why can't I get a stripper from like that died in a road rage incident? two years ago <laughs> yeah like in her and I want to see her like glass heels. And you know her little skimpy outfit. Like, maybe, why is that not haunting? Yeah, you? maybe, maybe that would I, be terrifying for me. Maybe after you die, it's like remember, it's like that movie uh, Beetlejuice, and you got to go sit and wait in line for your chance at orientation, and it takes like forty-five years, and then by the time you're released back as a ghost, your, your clothes are very old timey. Oh, well, that, <laughs> that, that I mean, that sense. would make sense. <laughs> it's gonna be so, something like that. I'm gonna have to find something really obscure to wear when I die. So that way I can come back. <laughs> because these old-timey ghosts, I mean, I, I give them an A for effort, but you're not scaring me in some pantaloons and, 
you know. Yeah, you got to come up with something weird or something that, that dates you specifically. So find like a band T-shirt from that year. Like yeah. find like a like a band T-shirt, like a festival T-shirt with the year printed on it. So <laughs> I'm gonna die in exactly a Nickelback shirt. Oh no! Like no, oh no. man, that's terrible. Oh, you like baby, Nickelback? No. All right, let's take a <laughs> quick break scary. and then we'll come back with divination. So stick around. We're only gonna be gone for like a couple of minutes. Just uh, to pee. Just to pee, just to get another drink. And then um, in our You Believe in What segment, uh, apparently Finland isn't real. Yeah. Woo! It's a, yeah, it's a conspiracy. One less country I need to know about. It's a, uh, Finland is apparently just a conspiracy for Russians to steal fish. Have you wow. really ever seen Finland with I've your own two it. eyes? I mean, I, I, mean, I haven't. I've only ever heard about Finland. <laughs> well, you, so. here's the thing. You think you flew No, there. they flew me to someplace else and told me it was Finland. Yeah, that's are. the thing. You, yeah, were, the thing. you were lying All the to. people in Finland. Anyway, we'll get into yeah, it at yeah, the end yeah, of the yeah. show. And then if we have time, uh, we can uh, go over some strange and creepy ghost stories from U.S. historic sites. Nice. So... Uh, we'll be right back with some uh, divination. Spoopy stuff. Oh, no, that's the wrong thing. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta Just play the other thing. Just kidding. There it goes. Welcome back. Okay. I shouldn't have served with that. And we're back. Thanks uh, for sticking with us through the break and those ads. Remember, uh, tomorrow night is the Something Planet podcast, so come back tomorrow at 9.30 and uh, see us again. We'll be having fun with the regular Something Planet crew, but right now we're going to be talking about divination. Woo! Divination. Lauren's flying. I'm flying right now, she y'all. She is flying in the astral we, realm. Uh, we talked about what this stuff is, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I am a little <laughs> right. bit. Just a, a, a touch. Just a scotch. Yeah, a scotch. Yeah, I forgot we even described what this was. So, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those that did not tune in, yeah. Lauren is on entheogens. Yes, uh, which is the... Poison. Poison? It's not poison. Well, all right. Um, Technically. There's dis- there's poison in it. Disclaimer, we do not, uh, we're not proponents of poisoning yourself. This is actually made for a specific purpose. And it's yeah. just, it's a mixture of balm of Gilead, Belladonna, Datura, Henbane, Mandrake, sunflower oil, pig fat, yes. and beeswax. Ooh. I think it's the pig fat that's it's really not vegan. Oh, I always get high on pig fat. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That pig fat's taking it down the rabbit it hole. It makes me feel something. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. All that other shit's just extra. I ate two Italian sausages the other day and passed out on the couch. I ate so. two Italians the other day and definitely passed out. So. <laughs> that's some, yeah, you were flying, John. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Yeah, so divination is uh, it's 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 a it's a spiritual practice that's been around since what the well, beginning of humanity. So divination is not a spiritual practice in and of itself. Um, okay, divination is a it is it it's all right. I'm just gonna go over. I took some time to write up some notes for this. Yeah. So you should um, publish these articles on the on the website. They're really great. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
So basically, to understand why, first of all, we're coming up on Halloween, which is uh, a, a very... secular holiday, which is has roots stemming in paganism, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the the pagan roots uh, stem from the uh, Sabbath called Samhain. Um, and then to understand why divination is associated with Halloween, you must understand the historical significance of Samhain. Um, so, yeah, what did they used to do for that? Right. So basically, today uh, Halloween has become a mainstream secular holiday that stems from the old Celtic high Sabbath known as Samhain. Samhain is one of eight Sabbaths, also known as pagan holidays, that make up the neo-pagan wheel of the year. Okay. Um, so the Wheel of the Year consists of four festivals that are rooted in Old Celtic and Druidic practice. Which is like uh, everybody gets uh, around the bonfire and then bangs each other. Basically, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's a then, good old time. Yeah, I mean, I do that more than four times a year. You can do it more yeah. than four times, but Why you should do it at yourself? least four times a year. I have yeah. four excuses to do it based on my Celtic roots, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have the four festivals that are based on that, and then there's four astronomical events that are widely observed throughout most cultures. So that would be the solstices and the equinoxes. Okay. Okay, and then... Um, and this was prior to uh, Christianity taking hold. So these eight holy festivals are predominantly based around agriculture and planting seasons, as well as, like I said, the astronomical events that take place. So the Wheel of the Year, which are these different holidays that our pagan ancestors would celebrate, is a representation of the cycle of life and death. Okay, so that kind of okay. is where we're playing into where we're going next. So Samhain is by far considered one of the most important Sabbaths observed both um, in modern and past pagan traditions. When translated from Gaelic, Samhain means summer's end. Okay. Um, so the ancient Celts, uh, Samhain so marked this is like the, the festival is like, hey, you better get all your crops uh, pulled up. Uh, and Right. So base, it was it marked the like, end of the calendar year. Winter and it, is coming. As basically. Yeah, basically. That is literally <laughs> yeah. what it, yeah. Um, so it was a time for them to collect their final harvest, and it was a time to prepare for the coming of winter. Um, and then back in those days when we were more of an agricultural society, um, pastoralists didn't have enough food to feed all of their grazing animals throughout the winter. So the minimum breeding stock was kept alive and the rest of the animals were slaughtered and salted for their meats and hides. Yeah. Sound was a time when killing and preserving was done and it was not hard to imagine what a nervously critical o- occasion it was. Had the right breeding stock been selected... Nervous the, for the cows, for sure. Yeah, de- it sucked to be a cow. I mean, it sucks to be a cow in general. But Tell yeah. me about it. I live that every day. Exactly. Um, so basically, they would they would kill off the livestock. They would keep some alive to breed the next year. They would select the final harvest, um, and then basically, what that symbolized to them is a time of uncertainty, right? So, did they have enough food to prepare for the coming winter? Did they have enough? Um, were there going to be enough things to keep people alive? Did they kill enough animals? Did they pick the right ones? So, what they would do is that would be a time where they would do they would practice what's called divination to try to find answers to it's the like, unknown. Did, was the harvest large enough? Yeah. Right. And then if you <laughs> okay. had a really bad harvest, you knew you were going to have a bad winter. So that's kind of what what played into it. So yeah. Samhain being the end of summer, it was the final harvest. That and then with that comes death. And then during the dark time of the year, dur- during winter and Yule, which is the the Sabbath after, which is also the winter solstice. That was a t- was a, a symbolic representation of the death part of the year, the dark part of the year. And we don't think about how terrible that must have been back then, especially because well, we live pretty close to the equator, so it doesn't get like it doesn't like stay that dark here. You know, like we still get good sun in the winter yeah. time. Right. But like people in like 
Northern Europe or whatever. Right, especially the Druids it, and the Celts. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was basically night for yeah. four months. Right, and they know? didn't understand. I mean, they understood the concept of seasons and planting season and things like that. But they that. didn't have streetlights or anything. It was like, it was dark as hell. Right, mm. so they attributed that with the representation. It was representative of death. It was the dark half of the year. So they wanted to find, there was ways to try to, they wanted to find ways to like, see what was coming which makes sense because you want to know who's going to die you know are these cows going to get us through or whatever um who's talking shit yeah you know yeah. which god hates me this week like mm. there's all that who's going to get married in the spring and what they would do is called divination so divination in and of itself um comes from the latin word divinare which means to foresee to foretell to predict or to prophesize um, and it depends, there's various forms and mediums of divination. So you could use, for instance, a crystal ball, you could use a talking board, you can use pennies, you could use poop, animal entrails. Mm -hmm. Playing cards. Playing cards. Anything yeah. that can be randomized. Exactly. Randomized and Dice. then also interpreted. Yes. Uh, and then the person, you can come up with your own form of divination. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you can just get all your Dungeons and Dragons dice. And <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I once took a... Cards Against Humanity cards, oh, and, and I them used them tarot like cards. tarot cards, and I had a blast. It it was uh, very snarky and uh, super mean, but uh, it was a lot of fun to do. <laughs> I highly suggest it, actually. I have I'm teetering on the idea of doing dick divination. How does that work? <laughs> your dick, um, your dick. I just read, Yeah, I not mine. I have to read other. Oh, people's. you want to look at the veins on yeah, it? Yeah, so it's like palm reading, but for penises. Oh, I think it's a, no. I think the better approach is the ball sack divination because it's so like creasy and stuff. You stretch it out and see what stretch you find. Stretch it out, see what you see. <laughs> that sounds painful. You yet just take a impossible. look and be like, "That's the Virgin Mary." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus is weeping. <laughs> You're gonna have a bear winter, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you could literally start that if you want. In fact, I think one of our past episodes, we were talking about some lady that would read asparagus. It was mm -hmm. called Asparomancy. Yeah, uh, one time I uh, read a thing about you find the closest book to you right now. Bibliomancy. Yes, and you turn to page 45, and whatever the first sentence on that page is, is relevant to your life. So you if know, you're listening, give that a shot. I've Everybody's been doing, got a book around I've been them, doing so. that all my life, and I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, that's called it's called bibliomancy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't turn to page forty-five. No, I just open it. My uh, my mother and uh, all of the women before her used to do that with Bibles, where it was like, oh, I'm having a, a rough time. They would go to the family Bibles, so like the biggest one, and they would open it up, and whatever they fell, whatever chapter or whatever sentence their eye hit first was supposed to be relevant. So that was a big thing in like Mount, Kentucky mountain magic. That yeah, was a thing. Yeah. That is, yeah, very low country, yep. old Appalachian folk That's magic. what they did. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do we got here? We got, uh, so we got a scrying mirror. So I brought a whole bunch of stuff. Um, basic, before we go into like the different things that we're going to mess around with, um, one of the things you have to realize is with divination, you have to there has to be some sort of faith or belief in the fact that time, that it can work that it well that it can work or and then also depending on your own personal spiritual root or how you look at things you have to believe that you can things events are foreseeable but also not set in stone mm -hmm. right so okay. if you're getting a tarot card reading from somebody they might tell you right then and there like this is the current situation but you have the or I should say most most people need to come to the understanding of the free will to change that it's like you're being it's like you're on a highway and you can take a turn off at any point right but if you continue on this highway this is where you're going to end up 
So you have the ability to see, all right, this is where I'm going. I don't like that, so I'm going to take a, you know, exit off on I-95 or whatever. That's kind of how it goes. Right. And I'm just going to read this quote from, uh, there's a, a really good book called, Master- I don't know if anybody is going to read it, but it's one of my favorite books called Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson. Mm. And um, he basically says, the whole process of divination of the future rests on the approach that the understanding of the true nature of time is paradoxical. Although the future is already out there, the current does not feel that her actions are already doomed to one simple course by rigid predestination. The nearest approach to an explanation would be to say that each one of us, at every moment in time, confronts a series of different choices in action. One of these ways we, f- we one of these ways we will take for whatever reason. That way, as well as others, is already out there. However, be that as it may, we still have control over our own choice of actions. We can, ta- we can make the destiny out there become a good one or a bad one, depending on our varied talents, opportunities, and uh, course of choices. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you could, you could have, a, a, say, a tarot reading done. And then based on that tarot reading, right. like, man, that seems pretty bad. I'm not going to go to work today. And then you've changed it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I don't, we've got various things here. I brought my, I have a scrying mirror and then I have some other information about scrying. Um, I have my crystal ball. I, we brought the Ouija board, which is kind of controversial. Um, it's a little controversial. Yeah. Do you guys, what do you guys want to try first? Let's talk about the ancillary things first, and then we'll... Uh, yeah, let's talk about the scrying mirror. And then we'll go hard on the Ouija board. Because this is like one that I hadn't heard of until, like uh, I think Lauren told me about it scrying a couple years ago. Scrying mirrors are really fun. I've, I've had limited experience, but really fun experience with them. Uh, my favorite time with a scrying uh, mirror was actually Samhain of... Oh, this was 2015. This is about five years ago. I'm going to get this out ago. and show it to the camera. So you go ahead and keep yeah, talking. Yeah. And uh, so me and the circle I was working with at the time, which if you're not familiar with that idea, it's like a circle is kind of like a coven, but a loose interpretation of such. Like you're not quite bound to it's that It's like a potluck, but yeah. instead of food, it's... Uh, Magic. Magic. Yeah, and, yeah. and like there, there is a lot of drinking and there is a lot of complaining about your husband's at home. That is pretty normal for yeah. a for a circle. Slight inebriation. It's girl, girls' yeah. night. Yeah, it's yeah. girls' night with magic. Um, <laughs> but uh, for one sound, we all got together and we all had scrying mirrors, and uh, we all were kind of looking into it. And uh, the intention was to uh, see and greet our uh, ancestors. That's what we were looking for at that point. Did it work? Uh, I didn't get much out of it that time, to okay. be totally Scrying honest. is something you really have to work on. It's better um, when you do it alone, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with scrying, because the psychological ascript, there's a psychological aspect to it, and then depending on your own personal spiritual beliefs, right. it could also be supernatural. So the, the traditional way of scrying, you could use, there's different ways to do it. So you could use a black mirror like I have here in my lap. You could use a crystal ball. You could use a bowl of water. Um, there's different ways to scry. And basically what you're doing is it's, you're supposed to put yourself into like a trance-like state, and you're focusing in on this on a gaze, but it's almost like you're looking through whatever it is you're peering at. So, for so instance, it's gonna be your face, though, right? Right, but you're not like looking for things in particular. It's oh, like okay. If you're having like a thousand yard stare, for instance, yes, like that's what you want to do when you're scrying. So you can use like the your TV. When you your TV's like, off, you could stare you into can that. Turn off your it's phone a, so it's, and it's use going that. In, it's a certain type of uh, meditative state. Exactly. So yeah. you're putting yourself into this trance-like state, and you're using a reflective surface. And what happens is 
eventually your your face will kind of fade away and then if you're tr using a traditional black scrying mirror you're supposed to have a candle lit or something with like incense with smoke and then that will kind of uh, play into what it is you're looking at and give you symbols and, and sigils or uh, imagery. And then from there, you can interpret what you see. My favorite modern uh, working with scrying mirrors, which I personally haven't done because it kind of freaks me out, but have you ever heard of the Three Kings ritual before? No. It's really fun. Um, so basically you take three mirrors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it's all black, and then you have one candle and uh, the three mirrors kind of play off of themselves. And uh, it, look it up. It's it's one of my favorite, like, kind of internet rituals, which has come into, like, internet rituals is, is kind of like a new thing in the last, like, 15 years. And I'm really excited about it because I think we're all kind of creating really new, exciting practices. Wow, this shit is really kicking in. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, but no, like it's 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 fascinating, and it's a uh, it's another it's a modern version of scrying that I think is really cool. And one day okay. I think we could do an episode on it, which would be really. I mean, fun. you could we could literally spend time doing an episode on each of these things because there's, there's thousands of books on right. every form of divination that we're talking about here. Um, but with this with scrying, I'm not I don't do a whole lot of scrying. Um, but I do like this mirror in particular, which is not a traditional scrying mirror is actually made out of black obsidian. Mm -hmm. And then, um, this is actually just a picture frame that has been, the glass on it has been painted with a black, um, coating. So if you're wanting to try scrying, John, I would normally say like have the lights dim. So if you're going to try yeah. it, like just stare at yourself in well, the yeah, mirror. Well, yeah, it's like, this is kind of a, something you do by yourself, yeah. right? Well, you can have someone guide you. Like I, I could guide you afterwards and like have you look at certain things. And then but a it's lot definitely, of times. But definitely the studio lighting is not yeah, going to help. Yeah, and it's not good for the podcast because we're trying <laughs> yeah. to explain a visual thing. But most of the time when people try scrying, like I had Kelly, you know Kelly Cry? Mm -hmm. Him and Dre had come over to my house and I was like, oh, I got a scrying mirror. You want to try it? And I actually did it with him. And he's like, yeah, I didn't like what I saw. And most people don't because you see like that darker aspect of yourself. Right. Right. Well, and it is like tapping into your subconscious mind. A lot of what I've read about scrying mirrors is that they are very good at shadow work. Yes, yes. Which is explain difficult that really quick. magical workings. It's the shit you suppress psychologically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so anything that you're holding back, it's a way of like tapping into that and kind of shadow work is about looking at the nastier side of yourself. And kind of reconciling that and dealing with it and dealing with inner trauma and all that stuff. So it's it's not fun, but it's very useful. But if okay. you think about it, you're putting yourself in a trance-like state. And then you're also like gazing. So you're allowing things from your subconscious mind to kind of come through and just depict you know, visual interpretations on a mirror. So that's scrying in a nutshell. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about some tarot cards now. Okay. Let's bust those things out. Let's actually, you know, why don't you give a one-card reading to Guts Lion Court? Are, Guts, are you still there in the chat? Do you have a question that you want to ask Hugh? Uh, he's, he'll do a one-card tarot reading. Let me reading. pull up my cards, do a little shuffle real quick. Yeah, if you're there still, Guts, then, uh, then yeah, just ask a question in the chat. Or anybody. Or and if, and if Guts isn't here, then I guess it's a uh, next person yeah, to this is ask for a you. question. <laughs> Oh, I'm excited. This is fun. This is the first time that we've done this. Your cards are very big. Thank you. <laughs> I don't get that often. <laughs> it's a weird compliment, but okay. We might need a we might need a stand for Hugh. Do you want to stand here no. for the mic? Because nobody can uh, hear you. I'm good. Okay. I think we can manage. Hugh this is, is just a like a much very better shuffle than I have. I'm a very basic 
variation here. Um, I have information on tarot in that thing if you want to talk about it. Um, tarot, yeah. Okay, so tarot kind of originated it originally. It, playing cards made it made its way from um, Asia now these into are, Egypt into these Europe. Were, uh, these cards were originally a game. We just don't remember how to play this game anymore. Right. So yeah, tarot. So there, there was a, g a game that you could gamble with to this to, with these cards. That's originally what its intention was right. for. And there was 22 trumps in a. There's okay. I mean, there's yikes! That's way too many. Yeah. That's exactly 22 too many. So in in tarot, you have your major arcana and your minor arcana, and a lot of people don't know this, but the concept of playing cards and tarot kind of have a similar origin story as far as what like the suits like um, hearts clubs diamond spades mm -hmm. it's very similar to tarot which is wands uh, swords uh, pe pentacles or discs and mm -hmm. cups mm -hmm. so for instance cups would be hearts uh, wands would be clubs spades would be um, swords and diamonds would be pentacles there you are and then there's correspondences for each but anyways so I've seen a Christian deck before where the pentacles were uh, little communion wafers okay yeah that makes yeah. sense it's tangible <laughs> that so, makes sense it, it's weird to me but it makes sense yeah I am not I well I guess if you're very Christian and you want to do tarot readings like you're going to be uncomfortable with pentacles probably I I Yes. I mean, the concept of that is strange to me. I know I know that there are Christian witches. I know that's a thing. Yeah, there always has been, I think. Um, it's very strange to me. I have, like, literally a dissertation written up about tarot on our notes, but I don't want to go all into it because it's <laughs> kind of boring. But if you really want to learn about tarot, the book I would recommend is called 78 Degrees of Wisdom by Rachel Pollack. Mm. Um, this is uh, an older version of the book, but it's probably one of the most... Uh, referenced and most positively um, looked upon books about tarot. But anyway, so and, and and if you're an atheist or anything like that, like there's this whole uh, there's the whole Jungian philosophy where it's like all of these methods. There's no magic going on. It's just looking into your own yeah, subconscious. Are, they're all archetypes to yourself. Yeah, and then interpreting that in order to get some sort of benefit. And that's one of my favorite ways to look at it. Actually, is just like. These are all archetypes. I don't actually look at, like, when you talk about magic and, like, a lot of, like, uh, witchcraft where it's, like, like, gods and goddesses, the archetypes themselves, I think, are very useful, regardless of how you feel mm -hmm. on a... A religious bent, right? But and on a on a mundane level, literally, tarot is just a story of life, okay, from exactly. beginning to end, and that's that's how you could sum it up in a mundane way. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna pull a card. Who are we doing this for? This is well, uh, Soap Daddy said. Uh for one, he said his kid says you look real big tired. Uh, Me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I am very tired. Um, uh, hence the coffee. He said, "How can I use this info to win the lotto?" Um. You probably can't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't believe in the lottery. So Leah, who's uh, hiding in the corner over here, she asks, uh, will 2021 be better or worse than 2020? All right, so let me just back it up a notch here. So this, I'm pulling a card for who? Soap Daddy? Are you Soap Daddy? No, she's no. that's Leah. She's no. got her question Oh, Soap there. Daddy was just talking shit. Yeah, will 2021 be better or worse than 2020? Okay, so if we're just going to go by this one card, I will say yes. Okay, well, that's good. Um, what, did, what did we get? So we got the three of pentacles. So pentacles represent tangible things, money, property, possessions, things of the of the earthly realm. Mm -hmm. And the three of pentacles usually represents a third party or a group effort, a project. So uh, two or more people coming together to for a common purpose. Uh, and then on the card itself, which I'm using the Pamela Coleman Smith uh, variation of tarot, which is a rendition of the Rider Waite deck. Mm -hmm. um, 
At the Anna Nicole Smith version? Is yes, that Anna Nicole Smith. There's, um, it was made by the people, the same people that did Trim Spa. Actually, they're the ones that did all the artwork. You just didn't know that. It's just every card is an advertisement for yeah. Trim Spa. And first of all, if you're going to bring up Anna Nicole Smith, just know I was a huge fan of her show, and I can tell you everything about her life. <laughs> so that was not the reference to be bringing up while I'm trying to do this reading. Well, that could be. I'm, our, I'm currently that, a huge fan of liposuction, so I'm totally down. That with can this. be our new podcast after the Halloween season. It's like we'll just. We're, we'll just start watching every episode of that show and analyzing no, it. No, I think I should just become the next Anna Nicole Smith. You gotta marry a you rich could. guy. Yeah. But you're gonna need a lot more flying ointment and maybe a little bit method. Uh, I methadone. love this. Yeah, you gotta you gotta ointment. be with you gotta be with a rich dude, not the not the guy you're currently with. And he's gotta be really old. Because uh, she was fucking that ninety year old man and basically tried to take all of his hey, money. Hey, she earned that money. Listen, if I I feel like she deserves something for anyway, that effort she put in. Back to she di- got divination. pregnant by a nine year old man, dude. That's talent. That is talent. Yeah, she like she held her legs up and held it in there. That's what that is. That's that secret Texas sauce. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to divination uh, or tarot. So yes, uh, just on a very basic one card reading level, I would say yes. There's a found a new foundation being built here. Um, now, whether or not that's a political foundation as far as our societal stance goes, or if it's between you and it John. It might just be a personal thing. I think, yeah. It, yeah, I would rather read this not in a like collective way, but more so just for you guys. Yeah, so I feel like that there's some kind of group effort going on between the two of you, you and Leah, and then a third person. So, we, And it's a financial We endeavor. started raising ostriches. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that was my next card is the ostrich card. Um, the high ostrich. Yeah, it's the high ostrich. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just want to retire to Louisiana and grow weed and raise ostriches. Is that too much Wait, to ask? You got the Louisiana weed growing card, too. It's it's all. See, you should be doing this. You're reading. good to go. John is already for- foreseeing the future. Um, no, you actually did get the judgment card in reverse, and then you got the nine of cups, which is you got that card. I get the that last card all the time. time. I gave you a reading, um, but yeah, uh, just in general, yes, I feel like judgment. We're going to be dealing with some karmic retribution. Um, there's our our. We're having to recount for some of the shit we've done, and we're going to deal with it. I mean, that's how life is. But anyways, again, tarot is a story. Cups of, is nice. Yeah, but in reference to this, yeah, I would say yeah. In this in this particular spread, I would say yeah. But normally, I always associate the nine of cups with gluttony, mm. overindulgence. So that could just be, you know. Anyways, so that's tarot in a nutshell. It used to be a, a game. It started out as a game. It was something that they would use to gamble with, that the, the elites of uh, Europe would, and spe- especially in Italy where it was originally f- uh, came from. And then it's believed that the Romani people came in, learned how to, or got a hold of the cards and actually started using them for fortune-telling purposes. Right, okay. And then from there it kind of has evolved. And then it they changed the artwork on it. There's three different iterations or variations of the deck. So you have the Rider Waite deck, which is what I'm kind of using here. You have the uh, Toth I have the, Tarot. I have mm-hmm. the Smith White one. You have the same yeah. one as me. Yeah. Mine's yeah. just borderless. Yeah. And then, um, which is Aleister Crowley's version. Mm-hmm. And he basically, that's based on his uh, Book of the Law. Book of the Law and more um, Egyptian mythology. Very ceremonial in nature. And then there's also other ones too. There's the Marseille tarot, which is more traditionalist, purist, uh, in the sense of like the lower cards did not have pictures on them, unlike the Rider Waite deck. And then you have uh, like other. Oracle decks that Plenty are similar. Of, yeah, variations on okay. that. Um, but it all they all kind of play into that. But well, hey, you know what I would say as far as the question of will 2021 be better than 2020, uh, even if you do interpret Nine of Cups as gluttony, 
compared to 2020, where there is no overindulgence whatsoever, we're all kind of having to stay in. Overindulgence might be nice in 2021. I mean, if you look at it in a historical context, history does repeat itself. So if you look back in the 20s, mm-hmm. yeah. like after the last better. plague, yeah. shit got Awesome. Got great. So, yeah. It was so popping. That that uh, I read the Great that, Gatsby. Yeah, that <laughs> reading might mean like, oh, next year's gonna be lit. Maybe I, a little I'm bit too so. lit, but a little right, bit what lit. What else do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about this crystal ball? So well that was just about scrying. So the so same that's the concept. same thing. You're, same concept of scrying. Instead of looking in a mirror, you're looking in a ball. We also What about these runes we got? And you gave you br- very nice you brought us a you brought us some I gifts. I brought you some free runes. Yes, yeah. these are awesome. I already put them in my bag cuz I'm so scared that I was going to get You too, lose everything, yeah. Well, I was really scared that I was going to get too high on this flying shit and then uh leave it, so I put it in my bag. But so we got the same I thing. have those and then the ones I gave you which are kind of not as nice as this. I set. like these. No, they're nice, but these the ones I have here. This are one's a bit blank. More. Is that supposed to be blank? There is going to be a blank yeah. rune in each set. So here's the thing: I can either just do the divination, we can like pull stuff, or I can give you information, but I can't do both. So like it's what whatever you guys want me to discuss about the the concepts. Let's just let's let's try it real quick, and then w- let's discuss what happened. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about we'll do it, and then we'll kind of like piece okay. apart what just went down. So out of respect for what we're doing because people will drag your ass if you don't say the right stuff yeah um i am not a no i'm not a rune reader i don't do a lot of rune readings i do have runes and i have i'll read my own but i am not one that is like um yeah fully you know coursed on the idea of runes now the, uh the premise behind runes is this is actually where the english language comes from it's a germanic um proto-germanic nordic language okay which has different uh, representations and symbols that have different correspondences so for instance one might represent cattle which is and like you gave prosperity. us some rune cards mm-hmm. too yeah so the root okay so i used to run sabbat box where we would do themed um boxes every month for our subscribers and we did a whole box on runes and rune reading where i include all of the historical significance and context behind yeah the runes. this is good we put in a book and then we included those rune sets but anyway so like a basic way you can work with runes is you put your you have your rune set in your bag, right? Mm-hmm. You pull, put your hand in, you pull out three runes or however you want to do one at a time. And then what I like to do, you can use a rune casting cloth, like a traditional white cloth, or you can just like throw them into a bowl mm-hmm. and see what happens. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, stood up. That, that's right, what's, weird. That, what's that about? So I'm just going to recast that. I'm looking at the inverse you, of it John, right now. Can you, uh, well, there's various significance to the way it shows. So, so if you didn't see it, one of them, like the, one went down on its face, one went up face up, and then the other one went down on the side. Yeah, it landed straight up and down, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. So, But anyways, so I just cast these three runes, and then if you want to look at them, so I've got... I zoomed in, but it's, I don't think yeah, they got, can see. It's kind of hard. So if you guys want to look up for me what I've got, and then... Well, what was your- interesting is that the way that this bowl was facing was... It was facing me. Was the rune... Like this. And then the rune landed like this, right. facing me. <laughs> right. In front of the oh, same rune on the bowl. That's... Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't so look that. up that rune on the correspondence so sheet. That's probably particular to you. This is rune think. two, Urez, uh, meaning overcoming obstacles, strength, uh, blank side facing extreme odds against you. Okay. So and the tree is birch. 
So yeah, with each okay, so every symbol has a has different correspondences and meanings and purposes. If you want to get like real in depth, another a book I would recommend on that would be uh, Futhark, a handbook of rune magic by uh, Idrid Thorson. Um, so without getting like too technical, there's three main types of runes that people will use. There's the Elder Futhark, the Younger Futhark, and then the Anglo-Saxon Futhork. This, what we're using is the Elder Futhork. Yeah. So the one I felt attracted to was this other one. It kind of looks like, um, I don't know, if you had a seven backwards. It's the only way. It's rune number 21. Okay. Uh, and they are divided. Boots. Say it again. Lagots or lagoots, I guess. Uh, And meaning uh, growth, life, trusting your intuition. So that's the one I got. Nice. That's pretty good. And then we have one that's blank side. Right. uh, So that holds significance. So what was the rune itself? uh, This rune, uh, if you're not into runes, it looks like the letter N. N. Okay. Um, And a lot of times it's pronounced the way it looks, too. So it could be represented because each one is a different letter in the alphabet. That's where our written language comes from. Yeah, I saw like on the card you actually found a font that used runes to type out some of the stuff. Okay. I would get a little extra with actually, my you're a little extra. Design. You're a little extra I like with your to graphic be design. Extra. It looks less it's actually it's not an N, it's actually an H with like a side cross. Okay. Do you you can zoom in on it if you want. Yes, yeah, so this one. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Hold it up, but yeah, I don't think they can see it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. yeah. zoom up. So that's they get the concept. Number nine, Hagalaz. Um, and then blank side means isolation or petty. That's me, baby. That's you. <laughs> That's me. We each got one. I am petty one as for fuck. each of us. So, all right. So if we were to put that together in like a general context, you can kind of come up with like a story behind it. Now, there's, I'm not, this is literally just the basic fundamental right. premise of this there is so much more into each of these divinatory aspects that like like, like i said we could literally but there's spend nothing hours to say it. that you can't just go pick up your own bag of runes and start right. reading runes on yourself i would recommend that if you're going to do that you know buy a book to go along with it because yeah. you're not going to know what the hell you're doing um right. but yeah there's so many books out there there's there's vendors that make this stuff. Like for instance, I got these runes were made for me by a company called Oriamnos Oddities. She also uh, hand burned the bowl that goes with it. It's so beautiful. yeah, runes. It's a and it is just obviously the main thing I forgot to add was that it is a Nordic. It stems from Nordic uh, right. paganism or Nordic practice from you know pre-Christian um, Norse mythology or uh, and then, history. And then you also have the uh, the ohms. I brought ohms, same concept, but well, what do they look like? I just want to see them. Okay, so these are staves that are a nematic. They're staves, okay. So yeah, instead of actual, I mean, you can make runes out of whatever, but these are supposed. Because I've never heard of this one. They're traditionally supposed to be made out of the corresponding tree wood that they go uh, with. That they represent. But these were, I had these made for Sabbath Box by a company, and they all just use the same wood. I think these are birch. So this is just like a stick with a symbol on it. Right. So they're staves, and if you actually if you look into ohms and learn about them there it's a it's a nomadic language which means it's symbolic so okay. each of these staves there's different cross hatches there's different information or there's different sigils and each sigil represents a different tree okay so this is celtic this is a form of um it's actually like a celtic alphabet if you want to call it that because the druids and the celts back now in the day, that i'm they thinking really... about it i think i saw a movie with like merlin the wizard in it and he had like these in his pocket and he was like throwing them around yeah so it's the same concept as runes only difference is it's celtic in nature uh the mythology that goes with it is celtic uh it's steeped in celtic lore because it's that's where it came from and they think that the 
because they didn't write, the Druids didn't have written language because everything was spoken, mm. um, but they believe that this was created back towards when um, the Roman Empire was coming in and trying to in, uh, invade um, okay. Ireland, yeah. and they were using this as a secret way to communicate. Okay. So oh, that's for, cool. So, for instance, like a monadic language would be like on your knuckles. It, you do like January, February, March, April, May, June, July. So, for instance, imagine these being different trees, and you know this is this tree means January, this tree means February, this one means March, and then the corresponding principles and lore, because it's all steeped okay. in lore. Okay. So that's I kind of that. what, uh, and you read, you can read alms the same way. It's another magic. There's magical practices involved with it. So that's another one, and then we have a pendulum. Pendulum board. What now? What is that exactly? Is that something that swings? Right. So pen a pendulum is a using a pendulum is a form of dowsing. So if you ever heard of like yeah, dowsing. Yeah, I've done, I've done like dowsing rods and stuff. Same concepts. So you're basically getting in tune with this specific energy. Um, some people believe that you're channeling maybe a spirit of sorts. And the idea of a pendulum is that you're supposed to basically ask yes or no questions. So okay. you, you don't need a pendulum. Like this one here is made of amethyst and has the seven chakras on here. But you could actually use anything. You could take a key and stick it on a piece of cord and, and use then... your key as a pendulum. And the whole the idea is you're supposed to have something that's going to specify an answer to a question underneath of the pendulum. So, like, I have my pendulum board there, and there's, like, what does it say? Yes, no, don't know, maybe. Yeah. And you ask the you question. You could do it on the Ouija board, though, too. Yeah, actually, you can. Because it's um, yes or no. Right. So, like, for instance, is Lauren going to be knocked up within the next six months? Yeah, I, re yes. I really don't like this one. No, this <laughs> one. Um, is Hugh an old whore? Yeah, like, yes. So the whole... <laughs> The whole concept is that it's going to help you answer questions, and usually it's yes or yes or no. Or you could also use it on an oracle like a Ouija board to spell stuff out. Um, again, it, to me, people find the Ouija board controversial because they say it's channeling. I don't look at using a pendulum or any form of divination any different than a Ouija board. That's my opinion, is that divination is not uh, evil or, or not. Like, it is... Based on the person that's using it, we say that it, and the roof of the house comes off when we yeah, use the Ouija no, board. That would be it, fucking awesome. But like the the form, like we that, and I think that's the point of putting all these different forms of divination on the table here is that this has been going on for centuries. Ouija boards are one of the newest uh, versions of that, not the newest. It's newest, pretty modern. Modern as in as the in last 18, couple late hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we actually we will go forward and talk about what's the before we newest. mess with it. Yeah, because that's the one thing we we're gonna do is mess around with the Ouija yeah. board a little yeah. bit. But um, yeah, so the Ouija board is relatively new in the sense of like scrying can be dated back. Runes are dated back thousands of years. Um, Oems are go back like seventeen hundred years. But the Ouija board was originally created, I believe, in like eighteen forty eight. And it was for it was uh, during like the big spiritualism boom. Yeah. That um, in America specifically, that yeah. in Europe, that it kind of took over. Which so. a lot of spiritualists, a lot of hucksters, a lot of uh, a lot of weird shit going on. Well, after all the wars and the plagues and all the shit that they were dealing with, they wanted to find a way to try to get to talk. Yeah, to didn't they that lose died. like ten percent of the human population yeah. like around that time? Like yeah. with the war and then the well, yeah, the flu. civil war. And then before that, I mean, all those things I think um, yeah, brought yeah, us Civil to... War, then you had World War One, right? And then you had the Spanish flu. <laughs> so you had somebody. Everyone had lost a friend 
or a family member that they desperately wanted to contact him, the spiritualist movement monopolized on that. And being America, yeah. we're going to sell gonna you anything that will... Money. There's a sucker for every corner or on every street, but there's also a buyer for every market. Exactly. And so the spiritualist movement, boom. So you have all these people like, you know, rigging up tables and stuff to do like fancy... Table know, tipping. A, and- all that shit. Right. But then if you look on from a non-mundane perspective, a lot of people use these tools in their spiritual practice, whether it be for, you know, tarot in and of itself is every time I use it, I'm constantly just dumbfounded by the the depth and detail and intricacy of yeah. the, the and the aud- esoteric meanings behind and it. And the audacity of what they're trying to tell me. Right. <laughs> I mean, that tower card comes up every time, every reading for me. Uh the last year, back in, back actually in October and uh, early November of last year, I kept pulling the Death and Tower card nonstop. I had no idea why. I thought everything was normal. And Death uh, and Tower within the same reading. So, yeah. for instance, Death would represent change, and Tower represents shit's like, about to go crazy. Yeah. Like, and, uh, false premises. Yeah, and so later in November, uh, my husband left me for another woman. And, like, I had no idea that was going to be a thing. Uh-huh. But I kept pulling that card. I had no idea why. Like, it, like, everything seemed normal. And then, like, at the end of the month, I was like, oh, everything's gone to shit. I get this now. Uh, so... Yeah, don't uh, ignore any tower cards in your readings. Well, and then uh, in in pagan practice, because Samhain is so associated with the thinning of the veil, for instance, which mm-hmm. is the the ethereal curtain between the living and the dead, but it's believed that it's thinned during this time of the year, and people will use different forms of divination, and they believe that your your ancestors can come through to assist okay. you and help you with different things, and that's kind of how the Ouija board can kind of come into this, because people are... I say let's do it. it. I say let's try it. Okay, so who should we talk to? Who should we try to talk to? Well, I think we should see if anyone's here. I would ask if there's anyone here first, and then from there. Okay, so the way I like to do it is I like to find the phone number to the ghost, and I dial it up. (laughs) Wait, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) No. Um, but no, yeah. I can move in on the Ouija board. Yeah, let's move in. They're they're familiar with who we are. What was the terminology? There's so much notes there, but there is the the mundane terminology for why this works the way it works. Oh, this was... Um, I want to say idiosyncratic, but I know that's not right. It was a idiomotor phenomenon. There idiomotor phenomenon, which is basically... It's basically just... It's, it's moving on its or it's moving based on you think it's moving on its own, on its but, own it's but it's a psychological yeah, yeah. it's our subconscious is kind and of I, I wanna, vibrating us to, in the direction that we're I going I want to put the uh, point this out uh, to begin with before I reveal my hands uh, I used to get my nails done all the time but because of COVID I haven't gone oh, to a salon oh is that why you were saying that you should have got your nails yeah, done yeah I'm really irritated with myself right well, now I, Lauren's nails ratchet I can yeah. only I, can I look only like do, shit so I can only do the one hand because I horribly mutilated my other well, finger Let's all do one hand. You guys use your we'll... hand. I'll use my tongue. Mm, <laughs> sounds like a Saturday night at Hughes place. Yeah. yeah. You should see where that crystal ball's been. All right. We ready to go? So let's see if there's anyone here. All right. Yeah. So, all right. I'm not I'm not going to move it. Yeah. I John, promise you. Are you ready? I'm I, not going to move it. I got to get my microphone out of the stand here so I can get a little closer. All right. Yeah. Get okay. close. Let's get close in. Oh, so we just put right. two fingers on it. Yeah, two fingers. Is there anyone here? Is there anybody here? And it's not moving. Nope. (laughs) It's moving a little bit. And nothing's happening. It's not moving. 
It's moving a little bit. <laughs> I'm not moving it. I'm not moving it. I'm not. not yet, Lauren, stop moving. I'm not though. My fingers are barely even on it. All right, yeah, I'm gonna lift my fingers up a little bit. Okay. okay. Is there anyone here that would like to speak with us? This is like the fucking Twitch chat right now. Yeah, this- <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're gonna call us the F word real quick. <laughs> All right. So just for fun and games, it's moving towards yes. It is moving towards yes. Yeah. Very slowly. Very slowly. This is a weak-ass ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghost, I'm calling you out. You're not doing anything on this Your board. caloric intake needs yeah. up. Should we ghost adventures this shit and just antagonize the ghost? I'm not antagonizing the ghost. I'm not trying to not piss my off house, the ghost. Though. I'm sorry. But. I thought that would be funny. Yeah. So I it's moving towards to. yes. Um, it, it's going to take forever. I've seen people use and they say like it goes like real fast. Yeah. I, I've yeah. done it when it has gone like that. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So the last time I used a Ouija board, and this is a total coincidence, my friend's house burnt down. Yikes. Well, don't say that. I'm, right. I'm when just it's saying, a coin- well, that if has it's a to coincidence, do with it. you don't have to bring right. it up. I, I want to point this out, though. John, you've got your palm, like, on the table. You might be, like... Am I blocking it? Yeah, you might be blocking it. Hugh, put Are your- you ghost blocking? Yeah, yeah, you ghost blocking. Hugh, put your fingers on this. I'm going to put my pinky. Why are you putting your pinky on it? Right, yo, does anyone want to talk to us right this now? This is too slow. Yeah. I think... We the, live in the age of the internet, okay, Ghost? Like, this... You're going to have to yeah, text wake faster. up. Right. Yo, bro. So, it's it's going to yes. Here's I'm gonna what guess I think yes. we should do. I mean, do. the pointer is straight at yes. Right. right? Yeah. But here's what I think we should do. If we're going to try to communicate with something, I feel like that necrophonic app would be better suited yeah. for a podcast because... It's it's auto it's audio rather than this. All right, and let's try it. Let's try the these eighteen hundred ghosts over here are like you know right, more so coding it. Spirits, ghosts, whatever the fuck is in this house, let's uh let's get some talking going. All right. right. So, right, so guys- this is what this is a this is a device. This is a a, a new divination device, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't call this divination. This is like just communicating this with is ghosts. This ghost hunting. Yeah. So, so this is the thing they have on the ghost shows where it like talks. Right. And I'm going to download the app because I thought someone else had already downloaded it. So. <laughs> but no, but this is my point exactly. And I think uh, an excellent point to make on this po- podcast is that divination is not both old or new. The, it's the, just human nature. It's just human nature. We're constantly going to build these things. We now have them on apps on our phone. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's even tarot card apps now where it, you don't even have to have a deck of cards. Oh, I use one every day. I have two on my phone. I, I, <laughs> I have one on my phone. I have you know three different horoscope apps on my phone. Um, divination is not new. It's not old. It's just, this is human nature. It's not good. It's not evil. Yeah, everyone wants to know what the fuck is going on because we, no one really knows, right? Right. So, I think saying that the Ouija board is any more evil or dark as a divination tool is dumb. The only thing I would add to that, though, is the reason why I think there's controversy with the Ouija board as opposed to other forms of divination is people are under the impression that you are having to be, you're acting as a channel for something to come into you to move this. And I don't think anything's coming into me. I thought it was their, their moving. You're inviting, you're inviting entities in to make this work. And I think that's the problem that people have I with see. this. Now, again, with my, my own train of thought and the way I look at divination as a whole, it's like if you're looking at it from that sort of perspective that there is a spiritual component 
helping these things come into fruition and manifesting yeah. these answers you're looking for. Well, that can get scary that quick. Can, that can happen with any of this. Yes. I can have something come into me to, you know, make yeah. the runes work or whatever. But anyway, so I got the Necrophonic app and basically it's like a white noise maker. Yeah, and, and then it makes words sometimes. Yeah. So I've never used it and I just spent 9.99 on it Jeez. so it better give me some goddamn results. All right, let's do something cool. All right. So I'm going to try to turn it on and then this is where we could actually like ask questions and hear what pops up cuz this would be kind of creepy if some yeah, shit came through. Yeah, this could be really fun. All right. Um I will say just to eat up time here is like I think the reason that people think it's like channeling specifically because of the Ouija board, I think it does come back to the spiritualist movement. What did it just say? It's talk. All right. Is there anybody here? Yikes. I'm hearing stuff. All right, this is fun. I'm putting my both of my it's headphones really hard on. To hear this. Did, did that say yes? Yes. It was a yes. All right. Are you? What do you want to ask it? Well, what is what is your purpose here? I don't know what it's. If said. anybody in the chat can pick up what this is saying, because it's kind of hard. Lame. I mean, this she is just called you lame. lame. Yeah. Like, wow. Podcast did we just get dissed by a ghost, dude? Did the Astrome just talk trash to us? I think so. This is the YouTube comment section all over again. Dumb bitch. <laughs> oh! I just said. Whoa! Wow. Excuse me. Did it say fart? My headphones. Are... I can't really All right, hear. Ask it a specific question. Right. What do we want to know? Don't keep that away from the mic, because... How long have you been here in this house? An hour? Is that what you said? So that's the problem with this, too, because it's like we're listening to it through yeah, yeah, yeah. other keep, devices. Keep one, uh, keep one headphone off. Okay. It's, like, going. Yeah, it's definitely going. Um, See? No. Are you from Florida? I don't know. I don't think Did you say an Palm? I heard Palm, like Palm Harbor. Nah, I didn't hear that. All right, well. Well, that's fun. Hold on, no, let's ask it like some dumb. Questions. I think we're gonna have to take uh, we're gonna have to take uh, some time out of our day and just make a video. No, I want I want to ask it some dumb questions. All right. Like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, you ask and I'll take my. Let's ask some. Off. Yeah, let's ask some dumb girly questions, right? Um, let's see. Uh, will Hugh uh, date anyone new this year? Nope. <laughs> Nothing. It shut up it's for the first time. It's literally... What did it say? It's Just... hard to make out some of the words. You gotta keep it close to that, that mic. What did it, it say? It did sound like it just said my name. Hugh... It just said dead, so I'm gonna hope that that means my, the not me physically. Yikes. Um, but my okay, sex life um, is pretty much dead. Uh, let's see. Uh, One more question. I gotta move on. Ask ask a, a good dumb girl question for me. Um, I don't know. I don't know girl things. Oh my god. Um. Well, how did you die? Yeah. How did you die? The ghost, not me. Say again. In the mic? Is that what it said? Yikes. 
we're gonna have to go back and re-examine. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, go back and check the, the tape. Is, so this is creepy. You know what's really weird is we were actually I was doing a promo clip for one of our past episodes, and we actually heard a demon something come in and say like something during the clip. It was like an audio artifact. Yeah, it was really creepy. It sounded like somebody was here. But anyways, uh. this app is called Necrophonic. A lot of people are using it. I don't. It supposedly is generating white noise through various radio frequencies. I don't know. And, you know, again, people probably aren't fans of this because it's kind of like the Ouija board. Um, but I want, we're going to play with this a little bit afterwards. Oh, just yeah. To see. We, I, we some TikToks. definitely are. I feel like if you actually hook this up to like a Bluetooth speaker that could make the sound louder or use headphones with it, you could make out what it's saying better. So Right, right. But yeah, I would I'm agreeing with the ghost. Like this is it is kinda lame. <laughs> lame. I mean it, it it's it, they're not wrong. So All right. Now it's time for you believe in what? What? Uh it's the uh Finland conspiracy. <laughs> I'm fine with this conspiracy. Uh, the theory is in the Cold War era Japan, uh, in the Cold War era Japan and the Soviet Union supposedly shared a secret about a stretch of the Baltic Sea between the Soviet Union and Sweden. Around the mid-20th century, the two nations collectively spread the idea that there was a landmass known as Finland on the stretch of ocean to keep the good fishing known between as. themselves. The Japanese were free to fish as much as they liked there without worrying about international laws so long as they give a share to Russia. As insane as it all sounds, conspiracy theorists have come up with a significant amount of evidence to back it up. Finland isn't a popular country that many people visit, so not many people can say they've seen it for themselves. They claim that the tri tri uh, Trans-Siberian Railway, ro uh, Railway was built to transport the catch from the Baltic Sea to Japan under the guise of Nokia hardware, which what? explains why Japan is the biggest importer of the brand's products, despite the fact that very few, few people in the country actually use them. So, Nokia is a Finnish cell phone technology company. No, I've used a Nokia phone once. Like, come on. Dude, I have a it's Nokia not... phone in my dresser drawer, and that yeah. battery is still probably at like sixty yeah. percent. You could turn dark. it on, yeah. and it would be like, yeah, full signal. Yeah. And then it's like Finland is fake, by the way. <laughs> yeah, by the way, this is bullshit. This is a fake phone. Uh, another claim is that social democrats are using Finland as an idealized model for how a liberal so social democracy should be. God damn it! All right, you showed me a, this is a conspiracy. It's just liberals. This is it's a always conservative conspiracy. These don't count. These don't count. It was all part of the Clinton Foundation. No, initiative. these conservative but conspiracy what about, theories aren't even fun. But what about the 5.5 million Finnish people themselves? And yeah, the thousands what about who Im uh, immigrate or visit Finland? That's what I think. The conspirators have thought about that answer, too. Their claim is that the Finnish people, while believing that they live in Finland, are actually residing in small towns throughout Sweden, Estonia, and Russia in remote what? forested areas. This sounds like Hitler's approach to Poland to me. But what if you wanted to drive, like, what if you had a cousin on the other side of Finland, and you're like, I'm going to go drive, and then, what, what, like, just cardinal directions don't exist anymore? Yeah, yeah, what, no, fuck this, I don't like this, I'm, t I don't like, the, the, the conservative conspiracy theories are always so stupid. I don't even know if this is a conservative Why one. is there They're even a whole even ass fun. country that's fake? Yeah, We have too much time on our hands. Fun. I'm going to say this. That's where they're getting the adrenochrome from, and I'm just going to put that nail the in the coffin. The only thing that doesn't make sense about this is why would conservatives say that a country that is all white people doesn't exist? 
That's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> That's true. This is like their homeland. Like, well, they're they saying should it's be Sweden. worshipping this. Here's the uh, map. Uh, this is where Finland should be, but it's not really there. It's I, just ocean. I hate this. This I'm is gonna, so stupid. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm angered I can't say about this. This is this is stupid. I can't say it's not true because I've never been to Finland. No, I don't. I and even if you had, you just got tricked. This is one of the ones where I'm like, there's no part of me that can agree. Well, that's with why this. it belongs in this segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything good that has come out of Finland aside from the concept of Nokia? Um. And well, like. Salted cod so or something. It says shit. that the theory. <laughs> you know I like salted cod. <laughs> you like your fish salty, baby. It says this is a, from a Reddit poster in 2015, uh, an anonymous user uh, that said that he was taught weird things by his parents, and he was taught this by his parents in all seriousness. Sorry. All seriousness. I, you know, Ooh, I hate coining I words because then I just start making n- other new words. <laughs> so I would think, yeah, going piggybacking off what Lauren just said, the whole concept of like the the superior white Nordic race, which is basically you know the Norwegian That's countries. That's what they jack off to. Yeah, like Finland and Sweden and Norway and Denmark, all that shit up there. Like you would, that wouldn't be a conservative thing. Yeah. To to say that that doesn't exist. So it doesn't make sense. No, they're they're not saying it's a conservative thing. They're saying it is. It was invented as like we want the world to be more liberal, to be a better liberal democracy, so we're going to show this as a perfect example of such. But here's the thing. If you're if it's, if it's you're using it as an example, then it fucking exists. Yeah. Right? Like, if it's there and you're utilizing this, it's it's definitely... No, I, I can't get on this one. Like, there are some... It's a utopia in... in Estonia, in the forest. It's like that M. Night Shyamalan a movie. utopia Where they're in, in the nature Estonia. preserve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that called? Um, Shit. Uh, I, I, the village. The village. I was Dude, gonna say Mormons, you know but that what's wasn't right. Crazy. I went and saw that movie in the theater, and I was joking around with the person sitting next to me. I'm like, wouldn't it be hilarious if this whole thing was just made up, and they actually were? I swear to God, I said this, and they were just literally in a, in the woods somewhere, and this is some made up shit. I swear. <laughs> and after the movie was over, I was like, he's like, you already saw this. I said, I swear to fucking God, I did not see it. So technically, M Night Shyamalan is the he owes uh, you money. Yeah, he's the the progenitor of the concept of fake Finland. I mean, maybe maybe there is no other country other than the United States. And M. Night Shyamalan, from the American perspective, invited all of it. Yeah. Well, I still think we all live in a simulation, so they could just they could just type a line of code, and Finland could reappear or could disappear and let people fish. You know, either which way, I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Finland. All right, that's the show, guys. Fuck Finland. Yeah. Thank you all so much for uh, viewing us live. Everybody who's in the live chat, we totally appreciate. Uh, please consider giving us a subscription. We'll be back tomorrow night with uh, Something Planet. Woo! And uh, check out our schedule for the rest of the month. We're doing all kinds of horror video games, uh, streaming on Twitch and stuff like that. Maybe uh, some watch parties. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch a movie with us. We're going to be planning one of those soon. So make sure you give us a follow here on Twitch. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. And catch up on all our old episodes. And follow us on all social media. And watch tomorrow night in case Lauren is now possessed by that thoughty ghost. That's true. It could be inside me right now. So thanks, guys. Let's see. Here it is. (laughs) 